Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife, Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Hey, tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life. Well, I mean, we talked not long ago, and probably three or four months ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, what's going on in your life the last three or four months? Um, I've been at Heartlight for like nine months. Wow. And I'm level four, so hopefully I'll be out of here very soon. My parents keep saying I'm so mature, I'm so mature, like they're ready for me to come home. <laughs> and like... My faith is growing. Like, my relationship with God is getting really good. Yeah. How do you see that? When you say your relationship with God, how do you see it getting good? What does that mean? I used to think, like, God was never there for me. Like, Mm. He always hated me or, like, He didn't want things to go good for me. But Where does that come from? I don't know. I just, like, have always been, like, not sad, but, like, I just— I don't know. I just feel like God has always like made me feel like this, like the way I used to feel, like just really like in a dark place. Like, wow, wow. But lately, He's been there for me. So, well, do you think that lately He's been there, or He's always I been there, and you're just now realizing it? Yeah, I think He's always been there, but I think He's really showing out now. Yeah, where does this come from that you would? think that he hadn't been there for you? I don't know. I just felt really, like, alone before I came here, Mm. like, feeling like I had to deal with everything myself. Like what? Just, like, my feelings and, like, I never had anybody to talk to about, like, how I truly felt. I mean, my parents were always there, but I don't want to—I wouldn't talk to my parents about anything that was really going on. So it was hard for me to turn to God because— I just felt so alone. You know, it's interesting that you make the comment that I didn't have anybody to talk to. You know, your culture, teen culture, people don't talk a whole lot. Yeah, it's like there's people to talk to, but it's very shallow. Yeah. And, and so then you, you get into an atmosphere like Heartlight where it goes far beyond yeah. that. And so the little games that everybody plays... Before you get here, it doesn't work when you get here. Yeah. It was really hard for me coming here and, like, being in a group, and they're like, well, so what's your life story? Like, I've never had to think of my life story before I'd come here. I've never had to think about some of the things that people ask me. Like what? What surprised you? Um, Just coming here and everybody being so open about their past. Like, I've, I'm always, like, very ashamed of my past. I always have been. And being here is like kind of like opened my eyes that like it's nothing to be ashamed about anymore. What like, were you ashamed of? 
I was kind of ashamed of like being adopted because I felt very like different from like my family and just like everybody because um, I didn't know that many people like who were adopted before I came here. Really? Yeah. I only know, I only knew like two people. But when I came here, I don't know. I just felt like everybody was so like understanding and everybody could relate because everybody here kind of has like somehow maybe like a similar past. Okay, so when you say adoption and that was a part of your past, you were adopted from China at what age? I was like eight months, nine months. Wow, wow. And where were you from in China? Hong Kong, I think. Wow, isn't that crazy? But did you look at that as, as being a negative? I mean, kind of. Like, it was just kind of weird, like, growing up. Like, people are like, you don't look like your parents. And I was like, Well, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of felt like the black sheep in the family. But yeah. I've definitely, like, grown to accept that. And, like, I'm okay with that now. So, so I mean, do, do you feel like part of you was always ignored about this adoption thing that nobody spoke to the issues of adoption or yeah i think like i've always grown up knowing so it was never like a yeah, surprise yeah, yeah, to me yeah. but i mean i had never talked to my parents about it like it was never like a sit down like so this is like how it is and like like that's normal but it was kind of really awkward just having to grow up like having excuses and stuff like for why i was different to my family cuz not everybody like understands so what do you mean, understands what it feels like to yeah, be different? Yeah, what it feels like and, like, what really adoption is. Like, adoption's, like, bigger now, so it's not, like, as big of, like, yeah. an unknown. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I think what happens is is that the way that you think has changed. I mean, just, just because you're older and you start thinking not concretely with all the answers. I was adopted and somebody gave me up and I came to the United States and, you know, but now it's... Somebody abandoned me. Somebody yeah. did leave me. Somebody, and you deal with those comments at age 12 and 13 yeah. when you start to, to think more abstractly. And I think it's interesting when you say that God just ignored me or didn't pay attention to me and those feelings that you had, I bet you they're wrapped in there somewhere. Yeah, the whole abandonment and like just all of like the adoption like kind of like started as like a belief. Mm. And I've been trying to like kind of change that belief because it's not completely true like yes i was abandoned but i can grow from that and i am loved yeah yeah. so okay so what could parents do different i mean when you look at your parents and and so now you're speaking now you're kind of looking and and speaking back to what has happened, you're kind of looking mm-hmm. in that rearview mirror. Is, is there anything that they could have done different to help you during that time? Because there's a ton, I, I tell you what, there's a ton of people that have adopted kids yeah. that are listening and they're all 10 and 11 years old and, and younger and they're going, my daughter's going to be there. Yeah. What can I do to help her through that? So what could, have, what could they have done? Um, I think I wish my parents would have talked to me a bit more hmm. um, about the whole subject. But, like, every day, like, after school, they'd be like, how are you? Like, how was school today? And I'd be like, fine. Same answer every day. Yeah. But I wasn't actually fine. So. Same answer because it was the same yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I just kind of wish like we had touched more on the subject because I don't think it would have hit me as hard, hmm. like just not ever talking about it at all. Yeah. So you love your parents? Yes. Yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> they love you. Yes. Of course they do. So the so the the question that that many people have when we talk about the other side of adoption, you know, from this thing is it, it's not a question of somebody loving a mom and dad or a mom and dad loving a daughter. It is it is looking at the reality that adoption carries with it um, something that's in one sense very tragic. It's like laughing at the foot of the cross when Jesus was crucified, that something very great happened, but it was a very sad time as well. And, yeah. and, and it doesn't mean that one takes away from the other. It just means that it's the presence of both, and you have to deal with that. And I think what happens is you now have the opportunity to kind of figure that out now rather than waiting until you're 25 years old, 26 yeah. years old. And so you sure seem to be doing well with it. Yeah. You're far different than you were a few months ago. Yeah, I, I was that. very angry when I first got here. Yeah. Just mad at my parents and the whole situation. You were mad at everybody. You are yeah. mad at me, and I didn't even know you. I just got, yeah. least, I don't think she likes me at all, <laughs> you know, so, wow. Well, thanks for sharing your stories, and thanks for sharing yeah, your you're thoughts. Welcome. We're excited for just how you're growing and what you're learning and, and everything else. You love your teen, but lately, you don't recognize them. Your daughter starts talking, acting, and dressing like a total stranger. Your son loses all interest in engaging. You tiptoe around them, trying to get through, but unable to overcome the sudden distance between you. What happened? You're not alone. Situations like this are normal, even in the most wonderful families. Mark Gregston has walked with thousands of families going through difficult times with their teens and even experienced it firsthand. He's helped them navigate their teens' most difficult years, and he can help you too. In his book, What's Happening to My Teen, Mark shares stories of change, hope, and compassion that will give you insight and wisdom into what's happening in your home and in the heart of your teen. It's not a magic spell to fix everything, but it can give you encouragement and practical advice for the road ahead. You can order what's happening to my teen by visiting parentingteenresources.org. Hey, Sam, thanks for being a part of the program. This is really Samantha, but we're going to call her Sam. You're here. Yeah. You know, when you first got here, you were a completely different person. Yeah. How would you see that? I mean, it was crazy. Like, I would run and throw fits all the time. And I throw many fits still, but... Well, and, what's, and what are the fits about? Um, Just the smallest things, honestly. Like, I used to get upset over, like, really anything that didn't go my way. So is it selfishness or is it just... Yeah. I mean, I do you think that's what it is? I think a little bit, yeah. I mean, because you exploded at everything. Yeah. I mean, you were so nice and fun, and then all of a sudden, boom, something changed. It was like one minute you were one person, and 10 minutes later, you could be somebody different. Yeah. Okay, now, when you look back on that, what what do you think has changed? Pretty much everything. And, and why? Why has it changed? Because when I was back home, I was, like, always wondering why I never had friends. 
And so, like, when I came here, I was, like, really dedicated to, like, change and figure out what I was doing. Okay, so if you didn't have friends back home, did that cause you to get more and more frustrated? Yes. And so you would explode quicker? Yes. Okay, and when you would explode, how would that look at school? Um, well, I got sent to the principal's office a lot. So At what grade? Every grade. Really? Yes. Really? And so now you've experienced relationships that are different. Yeah. So what have you learned? If you had to say, okay, here's two things that I've learned, what would you say? Um, well, not everything can go my way. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, like, compromise with other people. Yeah. And just, like, respect them, and they'll respect me yeah. and respect myself, too. Yeah. So how have your parents responded to you? Like now? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're really proud of me. Well, I think everybody's proud of you. I mean, you are you are totally just a different person than when you got here. And yeah. uh, I mean, we've kind of seen this this cocoon kind of morph into this uh, just beautiful butterfly that kind of flitters around, and and it's it's kind of cool to watch and and to see. In your thinking, when you think about friendships and everything else, because hopefully you're going home soon. What what scares you the most about relationships in the future? Um, that when I go home, uh, it feels like I'm scared that it will feel like nothing has changed, even though I know things have changed. Hmm. Because like I want to be able to create relationships and be able to have friends like at school. So you've lived for years without those friends. Yeah. And is that like birthday parties and stuff and you get um, eliminated from stuff? Well, um, I used to be in Girl Scouts, so yeah. my parents would just invite, like, the whole troop over, and uh, we would just, like, hang out. Yeah. But I know they didn't want to be around me with all those blow-ups. Wow. Wow. If you had to describe your parent, your relationship with your parents before you got to Heartlight, uh, tell me about that. Um, it was a lot of arguing. We were never like on the same page. Um, it was hard to talk to them because um, it was like they couldn't really understand it. Yeah. So how would you describe it now? Awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I'm talking through things so that they can understand. And I mean, it's just nice because we're working together yeah. on things. Yeah. Well, you know, it'll make a big difference when you go off to college or whatever. What are your plans after you graduate from high school? Um, yeah, I'm going to go to college. Yeah. So it's going to make a big difference. It's going to make a difference on who you meet, who you marry. It's going to make a difference on your relationship. You're going to find out when you have kids how selfish you really are. You know, we I think every parent feels that because you can't be selfish and and be a parent. So you just kind of start losing yourself in the midst of it. And I and I joke about that a little bit, but there is some truth in in that even when you get married, you find out how selfish you are. And uh and so you would come to that conclusion eventually anyway. You know that that you can't rotate your life around you, that it's got to be you know, by giving yourself to others and be more concerned about other people and show interest in them rather than always thinking about you. You you would have learned that eventually, maybe the hard way, 
But now you've learned it in a good way. And like if I learned it over time in life, like if I didn't come here, I'd still not be the same person that I'm going to be from being here. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you, I mean, just, I mean, what have you hated the most about living away from home? And what have you loved the most? I miss being able to play games whenever I want, like video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, right now, being in cabins is pretty nice. Being able to, like, watch TV sometimes and just have, like, my own self-care night with my roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cabins, for just for anybody listening, they when kids get to Heartlight, they, they're all in one house, and then they move up, and there's a little bit more freedom, and then they they get their own cabin at the end of it. It's kind of an encouragement, and so it's just them and another person and uh, maybe two other people that they get to— you know, just have their own independence more than anything else. It's I mean, they earn nice. it. They, you, I mean, and you've definitely earned it. Yeah. Because we wouldn't have put you there at the beginning of this whole thing. <laughs> cool. Was Was there a time that you said, or that you woke up and said, this is what I need to do different? That it just kind of clicked like that? Um. Well, I mean, I had to help a staff for sure to help me figure it out. Yeah. But, I mean, it never really just like, clicked that easily i mean there was this one time i like doing puzzles um and one of my old staff was like sitting with me yeah and i was telling her how um when i do a puzzle i always focus on like the piece and the place around it instead of looking at the big picture and then i was like wait a minute and i was like (laughs) that sounds like life yeah yeah so do you think you've always focused on the little things yes you can't see the forest for the trees, you know, mm-hmm. that comment. You can't see the the big puzzle, the final picture, because you're always looking at those little pieces and how and, they fit or how they don't fit. or Yeah, until I take a step color. back and just see what the puzzle looks like. Yeah, yeah. So a different perspective on things. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so how do you think your parents, when did your parents start to see some changes in you? And when did they start communicating that to you? Um, uh, when our phone calls started like getting deeper instead of just me telling them about my week like Mm. I I now talk to them about like counseling homework and how I feel about certain situations and they give me their advice on things you think that's pretty important for you to share that stuff yes okay so evidently they've allowed you to share that stuff have they stopped doing things that that kind of provoked you in the past yes like what What they instead of like they would like listen to me. They mm-hmm. listen to me now. Like they let me talk and they do their best to like understand and then put themselves in that situation. Yeah. And they tell me like for future reference, I could do this, like yeah. try it instead of just it's, being like, you should have done this. Yeah. It's not a lecture. It's more of a suggestion. Yes. And a discussion. Well, I know this, you got two wonderful parents and, um, and those two parents have a wonderful kid in you. I mean, it's just neat to see this transformation kind of happen. And it's because you've worked hard and you've done a good job. And so we're proud of you. Everybody's you. proud of you here. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org.
If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then. Thank you.